Okay, we're here with Jim Madden. He's the professor at Benedictine College, philosophy professor. I've actually uh, wanted to talk to you for quite a while. So ever since we had Pat Flynn on, he said, sure. I, you guys got to get Jim Madden on the show. So I'm glad we had the opportunity to. Uh, maybe just kind of open up, how long have you been a professor, uh, sure. philosophy? Uh, let's see, I got my, I finished my degree in 2002 i've been at benedictine since 2003 you know so 20 years you okay i've been teaching there yeah um uh yeah probably too late to get out of it now right? <laughs> so, right. so you're locked in i'm locked in yeah, yeah. okay cool so and what's your abstract going to be about so this paper is uh it's about um sophocles uh tragic drama antigone Oh yes, okay. we've both read yeah, we've read it. We've read that. Yeah, and what it has to teach us about secularization today, right? So I, I read I read uh, Antigone as a sort of Bronze Age secularization story, right? Okay, and um, it doesn't end well, as you know. It's right, tragedy. right. And uh, the point in my paper is, I think we're setting ourselves up for a similar end, right? Uh, so that's the basic thesis. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and I just, uh, just in action the cu- last couple of days, um, I read, um, the Bacche by, um, Eurydipes. And I actually think there's a similar kind of secularizing story going on there. So I think it's going to become a larger work where I'm looking at the two, the two different dialogues. Yeah. So what is it like, what, what are your thoughts on the fortitude that it takes to like kind of go like, I mean, just for those who haven't read it, you know, sh- her, her, she has the desire to, to, to bury her uh, brother and the, the state basically saying like, yeah, you can't do that yet. And so she's saying like, no, I don't care. I'm going to do it like, uh, because this is what I believe. She had to have the fortitude to do, to do such things. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I think that we have to be careful. Um, it's a tragedy, right? Right. And so in a tragedy, there's no like homogeneously good character. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, um, I know like, like a lot of like people in the Catholic world read Antigone as some kind of hero. Okay, some kind of heroine. You have to remember, her brother was a traitor to the city. Right. Like, he, he had come, he had led an army to come back and kill every man, woman, and child in that city. Right? I mean, so, okay, so Creon has a point. Right. right. Another thing you have to remember is, is uh, Antigone commits suicide. Okay, yeah. she falls into despair. And had she not done that, Creon had repented. He was on his way back to let her off the hook. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. So that he, she could marry his son. Yeah. Okay, and and so um, I think that's an important piece there, right? Correct. And I, one of the things I worry about uh, in our own attitude towards secularization is: are we falling into a kind of um, myopy or kind of a narcissistic despair, right? Mm. Uh, in certain things that we might insist on. Does that make sense, mm-hmm. right? And so that's my point uh, in the, in this essay: is that I think we have to ask ourselves what does secularization have to tell us about ourselves okay because that's what antigone fails to do mm-hmm. right she never sits back and says but man this kid was a traitor <laughs> right and he was coming here to kill us mm-hmm. right, you see right. What I mean? so uh, i think that i think and i think we miss that okay and and th- this is basically me um riffing on things that like you know, Charles Taylor does in an essay he calls uh, a Catholic modernity, which like is kind of an important piece in his later work. And even um, a contemporary philosopher named Robert Brandom has an interesting reading on Antigone uh, that I think fits this. Yeah. So, what do you think that like 
uh, for those who have not read Antigone before, like why why read the classics? Why why read uh, you know the the ancients, so to speak? Yeah. What, what what is Antigone going to actually give a Catholic man? Yeah, well, two things. One, I mean, I I don't I don't think what we're going through is actually historically novel. Like this is one of my points. It's, it's pretty clear that. Uh, Sophocles is reacting to something like secularization going on in in ancient Athens, right? Uh, I think that's true of you know the the other tragic poets. Okay, so one, I think there's a tendency to think we're special or or like we've got it particularly bad compared to prior generations. Right. And right. In fact, we're just one more run through the same archetypical struggles that have gone on as long as there have been human beings thinking. Okay, so I think that's an there's a I think that's an important just datum to have in your pocket, right? Secondly, I think uh, something I've come to relatively late in my in my career is I don't think you can understand Plato and Aristotle if you don't understand the tragic poets. Mm. And there's a reason why um, Nietzsche notes in The Birth of Tragedy that he sees Plato as a kind of tragic poet, right? There's a reason why in The Republic, Plato makes contending with the tragic poets an important uh, hmm. feature of that book, okay? Uh, so I don't think you really understand. I think So I think what you're seeing in The Tragic Poets is um, really w- what like what the problem is that Plato and Aristotle are reacting to, okay? Hmm. Um, and I think a lot of times we just jump right to, when we say the Greeks, when we say the ancient, we mean Plato and Aristotle, right? Right. Um, I think that's too quick, and I think it leads us to, like, in a lot of cases, deeply misunderstand what they're up to, right? So, what was Antigone's biggest error? Yeah. Um, I think, what I think what it is is uh, Creon is he is arguing from this more universal perspective. He's looking at this not from the perspective of the clan. Right, but he's looking at it from the perspective of the city of the polis, right? right? And that's kind of a new thing at right. that time. The, the okay. common good, the yeah, well, yeah, and, and, and if think you want to call it that, yeah. Um, and so, so you think of it prior in you know, it, Antigone is a part of a trilogy by Sophocles, right? You know, Oedipus, right? Antigone, and yeah. Oedipus at Colonus. Prior to that, the city was the line of Oedipus. Like he saved the city; it's his clan. Okay, so it 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 only operates at the level of the family. Okay. Now that family is in the first place has revealed to be somewhat bankrupt. Ultimately, <laughs> a little okay. bit weird. Yeah, yeah, a little bit weird. Yeah, um, but uh, it's forced now a more a broader perspective on things. Like we we can't just look at this from the perspective of our family, our traditions, our house. Like she's appealing to the gods of their house. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas Creon's like, I got a city to run. Okay, right, to, you know what I mean, right. and yeah. and he appeals to law. They both appeal to law, but it's clear they mean something different by it. Like like what, what Antigone means is the law as ordained in the traditions, right? She she says again and again, "I serve the dead, I serve the dead," and what she means, "I've served those who go before me," right? And Creon's point is, well, okay, but guess what? The dead have betrayed us in this one, mm-hmm. and so I think her error is to realize that there is a more universal perspective, right? And that there are concerns to be had, right, uh, for for the city now. Okay, and and I think what I see secularization is, is anytime you have a previously sort of privileged view of things, 
that's then like now forced to see itself not as the view but one among many competing within a more universal uh institution do you see that Mm -hmm. and i think what antigone misses is that creon has a point do you see what I mean? Like, this is uh-huh. not going to work in the city that we're in now, okay? Creon has his problems, too. Like, he, he ignores the fact that were it not for these founding traditions of the Oedipus clan, there would be no Thebes. Oedipus saved Thebes. Right. For all, do you see what I mean? There's some hubris right. there, right? There's some hubris, yeah. There's, sure. There's sort of like, he's got this sense like, okay, been there, done that, now I've got bigger worries. Right. Right? And Creon seems to lack piety and yeah. respect for the, the law of the gods. Yeah, except when Tiresias, the... The, the blind prophet comes from the oracle. Mm-hmm. He he's like, oh, you're right. Do you see what I mean? Oh, that's yeah, that's yeah, true. You know what I mean? Uh, but but initially, you're right. He's, I don't care. <laughs> I got a city to run. Yeah, you see what right. I mean? And mm-hmm. and and so he's ignoring the actual founding traditions that put Thebes in place in the first place or saved it in the first place, right? So they they both have a mistake. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like like so mm-hmm. th- like so, Creon is is under the mistaken impression that you can run this without any debt to tradition whatsoever. Mm. Okay. And um, Antigone has this view that she can ignore what's new on the scene here. Right. So how, how is Antigone uh, an analogy for what we have today? Like our, our problems today? Is that, is that yeah. essentially your assertion? Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, this is to take it on a much bigger scale, but but think of like a lot of the debates that go on in Europe right now, like whether or not they're going to keep, um, you know, any kind of commitment to Christianity in like the, like in like the the EU constitution things like mm, that, right? Mm-hmm. So what is that? That's the heir of Creon, right? Sure, right? Like we can just ignore our founding traditions. Do you know? Like we can right. just act like mm-hmm. we're beyond that. Well, what, without that grounding, like what actually commits us to anything? Okay, so I think that you can see Creon's heir. That's where it's easy for us to see that, right? But I think there there can be a tendency on our part, right, to ignore like this problem now that we are in a pluralistic society, right, right, and we are, right. and, and there has to be a common good for that pluralistic society, and it's going to require a compromise on our part, or we're going to commit a kind of cultural suicide. We're going to like, not literally, right, but we're going to put ourselves in a such obscurity with respect to the common culture, right, that will we will not have relevance. And and what eventually what that means is you know like this circle gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, right? So I think we can see both those errors, right? So yeah, uh, okay. But what can you pull out? It, it is a tragedy, but we can always learn something from 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 them, right? Yeah. And so what what would you pull out that you'd say like they did well, like both Antigone and Creon? Um, or is or or yeah. at all did they yeah. do anything well? Creon yields. Right, right. And he, it, it, this is the thing I think we miss in this in this tragedy is that Creon is the one who blinks. He's going. He's like, oh my gosh, Teresis, you're right. I'm going to destroy my family by doing this. Right. I'm going to destroy. Which is that's all that remains of the city. I'm going to destroy this city by doing this. Mm-hmm. He yields. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I think we can. There's much we can admire in Antigone in her commitment to the dead. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what yeah. the yeah. first couple lines when I'm like re- when I was reading Antigone, I was like, yeah. this gal, I am all in on right. her. She's like you know, the religious, you know, like, you know, trying to do what she thinks is right. But yeah. of course. But is know. that a train to a kind of cultural suicide? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I, I think I think we can see her commitment as virtuous. Right. Mm. Um, 
but I think I think Sophocles is warning us as much about Antigone as he is as he is Creon mm. right? because there's two extremes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and what that okay, so what what does it look like to have this not end tragically? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> but, right. I mean? but right, but I think I I think we are our optimism is too quick. Mm. Right. Mm. And I think I think we need to embrace the tragic possibilities so we actually understand what the stakes are, right? You know, wh- when I think about our current culture, this is a little bit weird, but <laughs> I think, you know, it's like, oh, the Catholic culture in America and worldwide is crumbling, right? We're like an old church that's kind of falling apart. But uh, I see good news on the horizon because I feel like we're about to go through a lot of persecution. And that's great because that's when the uh, like that's when the church gets really strong. You know, I th- I think that probably we're in we're due some some of that oppression is going to be coming our way as far as what yeah. it means to be a Catholic in the world. Yeah. And it has a way of uh, although through great trial strengthening and building that culture that we we all strive for. Yeah. It's like I said a very weird point and something weird yeah. dark to think about yeah. but I think it could be a reality all the same. Uh, Jim, uh, how can they get get your books or, or, or find out more about what you got going on? Uh, I have a website, jdmadden.com. You can find a lot of stuff there. I'm on I'm on Pat's show pretty often. Yeah. Uh, I have a Substack, which I think is – it's got a terrible title. I think it's just like Jim Madden Substack or something like that. So Hey, yeah. it's clear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, how much money do I have to put uh, give you to, to put an arm bar on Dave like right now? Um, and if he taps, you don't yeah. feel it. You don't feel the tap. I would, <laughs> I would, uh, I would, I, I would not do use jujitsu on a completely novice person any more than I would like, you know, like let a novice person play with a gun. It's yeah. okay. My, you, my brother-in-law yeah. takes jujitsu, yeah. so I, I know all about it. Excellent. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, you hear that. Yeah. Right. Jim, uh, thanks so much, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's yeah. been an honor. Thank it's you. a lot of fun. Yeah.